Good morning, universe. This is uh, the 10th of February. So a little timeline fuckery. I am indulging this recording uh, is half recorded yesterday. And I'm actually prefacing that recording with explanations today of what I should have said yesterday, but didn't say coherently enough for the recording yesterday to land with any kind of uh, any kind of connection. There's a lot of philosophical drivel that I uh, am known for, but reluctantly uh, included too much of in yesterday's circuitous route to defining being duped by the system. So let's not repeat my mistakes from yesterday and just do it all over again right now. I'm going to go grab my notes. You go do whatever you got to do. We'll be back here in what? Six nanoseconds? Pause? Unpause. Okay, so it was seven nanoseconds, but we are back. And I suppose the easiest place to start for what will inevitably uh, follow would be with why I spent so much time trying to uh, determine the inefficiencies or the ineffectiveness where they reside in language as our primary method of information exchange. While noting that in all of the exchange I've had with you, specifically you, nothing but language has been there as our conduit of transfer in terms of my expression to you. You don't know what I'm gesturing. You have no idea what my eyes are saying. You have no idea where my posture is. You only have my words and the intonation expressed in the variance with my speech patterns. From there, you are trying to judge everything you can about who I am and what I'm doing and what's going on and all of that. Uh, and in so doing, I try to be as communicative and expressive with my delivery and intentions as I can, but realize that even as I'm speaking, not being able to grab the word I want is a limitation for expressing myself as my truest form to you. In fact, a little uh, later, you're going to hear me try to uh, come up with a word for what this exchange of information has presented to me now. And I use the word resonate when I should use the word evoke. So enjoy listening for that little moment of future uh, instability and you'll have the solution to the problem, which I don't in that real time. So good on you, pause, on pause. Okay, so, well, what we mean when we say evoke is to, to pull from, to encourage the exposure of, to withdraw from another, a reaction, an action, a, uh, a mood, an emotion. And it's different than say, provoke, because to provoke someone, you're literally putting 
in front of them a trigger that should create a reaction. In other words, you've got a sequence of both motivation and outcome that you're trying to initiate. Whereas when you try to evoke in somebody a feeling of camaraderie, while you don't necessarily have the expectation of success built in. Whereas if you're provoking somebody, you do have a determination of the outcome already built into your program. So expectations um, are the nuance that determines we need both the word evoke and provoke in our vocabulary. And yet somewhere in there is muvoke, some other variation of emotional energy or energetic transfer that sits between provoking and evoking. And we just haven't, the feeling sensitivity reaction connection to each other yet evolved to know that that energy even exists or that we're using it. So in 200 years, when we come up with this word to determine this pattern of energy recognition that we've now come to <clears throat> realize, name, and identify, well, then the language will adopt to the experiences we're having. And again, this is where language is limited because we are having all sorts of energetic transfer experiences that we're unaware of or that we are kind of aware of or that we're even dialed into but can't explain because language doesn't give us the necessary tools to fully flesh out the experiences that we are internally going through. And I know that may seem like just nitpicking the tiniest of points of differentiation that are so tiny and nitpicky that frankly, fuck it, who gives a shit? What are you even talking about? This is just ludicrous. So what? You're telling me there's a word that doesn't exist for an emotion I can't identify that for now, I'm not even necessarily anything but subconsciously aware of. If you think I can find something in the universe that I care less about than that, well, okay, yeah, lima beans, but that's it. Pause, unpause. And before I start getting hate mail, from the lima bean advocacy and support groups, I don't find lima beans to present any value add. They don't have any flavor. They don't really have any texture. They don't really have any mm, chewing, swallowing, uh, digesting differentiation. They are the equivalent of eating styrofoam in the food world. So. It's not that lima beans upset me. They don't move my meter. And to me, that is the ultimate sin for food. So lima beans, yeah, get rid of them. I'll never even notice because who notices them when they're even here? Pause. Unpause. And again, being duped, well, it leads to a whole basket of discombobulation. Because you want to know if you just should have been smarter. Or 
if the circumstances and variables against you were designed to never let you have a chance of emerging as anything other than the sucker. Well, this I don't really cover very well in the last half, so I'm going to try to drill down a little more effectively right now. And I'm going to use the example of the entitled, mm, let's say enabled, mm, let's say um, self-realized woman that lives in America today. And this self-realized woman has been in the making my entire life. In fact, I would say since 1969 to today, the, the woman's movement has made its progressive flag-planting moments almost entirely, while all of the undercurrent of discontent that had been threatening to boil the pot over in the first half of the 20th century was emerging in the 50s and really gained voice in the 60s. By 1969, women were, as a general theme, not going to take it anymore. And that is the world in which I was brought. And in reinventing uh, the paradigm, we were made keenly aware of the limitations that had been placed upon women for uh, expectations of frailty and other myths prone to uh, men thinking about women. But this quote-unquote patriarchy of, of power was undeniable. It was hard to find a place of true influence where women were the dominant gender, other than the home, which was completely overlooked in this entire goddamn campaign. But I digress. If the home is seen as a source of, by default, weak shelter, uh, the place to which you withdraw when wounded, the, uh, the interior safety from a real world of adventure, uh, I think those are pretty fair. Um, well, then the thing the woman most needed was to get the fuck out of the home and make a mark on the world. One of the few things you could say women had been essentially restricted from was the world of corporate power. And the, <clears throat> the fact that if you're going by meritocracy, there is absolutely no advantage to being male in that space. Well, as soon as women were given the opportunity to show that they could compete, not only did they compete, they outcompeted. They are, they, as any potential participant forced to the sidelines will be, once thrown into the game, not only do they want to prove they can play at this level, they want to prove that they are, they are more committed and more capable than the men who take for granted this gift of power structure that's always been theirs to be had. So as they saw their opportunity realized, 
I think, frankly, a lot of men just looked around thinking, holy fucking shit, man. Is this how hard I have to work now? Why are they all, why are they all busting their asses so hard? I mean, honestly, who needs three doctorates? Anybody? And a law degree? And a law degree? Really? Before you're 30 fucking five? But this is the kind of shit women were doing. Because they saw no ceiling for themselves anymore. So how far can I go? Well, you can go all the way into a world where you don't even need men. I mean, yeah, you might want some sperm. But really, men, no. Not necessary. In fact, a little bit of a liability, if we're being honest. Pause. Unpause. I mean, not a liability. But you know how it is when you've kind of ruled the fucking roost for ever and nobody has any channel of authority or vertical of ascension to challenge your existence power structure and by default acceptance of said structure therein wrote Shakespeare never but because men knew they had their place in civilization stratified and secured well yeah let let the girls in the door we'll, we'll let let them in what can they do literally what are they gonna do well they outworked us they out uh learned us they out uh <clears throat> maneuvered us because for all of the time you're sitting on the sideline thinking holy shit man if if the opportunities were given to me. Do you know how much I could navigate through this stupid maze of mediocrity these men are up to? I'd kill it. And kill it they did. They are now, what, it's 6535, the number of advanced program females to males. In other words, getting a degree above your bachelor's degree. Those programs are now two to one women to men. And that includes all of the sciences where half those degrees exist. Don't ever tell somebody that they're not capable of something and then give them a shot to prove you wrong. <laughs> because prove you wrong, they will. So this 54-year progression of women's empowerment in my life, well, it always felt overdue to me. It seemed like, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you shouldn't have been held back in the ways that history has taught me you were. I agree with all this. And frankly, born with you was more than up to the challenge of matching your energy. This was just the new normal. And as the next generation that born in this century has shown up, we'll look at the fire and energy and diversity of technological integration you have to manage today. And no fucking way do I want to participate. But because their expectation is this is my world, well, they all look very 21st century to me. And so I never found women as the inherent stability destabilization threat that men from the first half of the 20th century saw them. I just saw them as the, as the kick-ass co-pilots on this journey to make the world right again. 
And the, the timing of this all is coincidentally the fact that women can raise a family, provide for a family, secure for a family, all the things that men traditionally in the unit that was the nuclear family provided, that women can now do that without a man, means the choice for women was always 100% available options for the world without any involvement from somebody else other than sperm. And if you didn't want kids, then fuck it. You were just as free as could be. For men, it meant that there was an expectation of not just equanimity in any kind of male-female relationship of a coupling kind, but it meant that <clears throat> you were now, uh, well, you were now expendable for the first time ever. If they could just put enough sperm in the bank, frankly, there would be no need for another male to survive. Women could take over the world and just genocidally slaughter anything that happened to show up male in their hemisphere. And of course, you're not thinking this is reality or even a potential outcome, but your subconscious knows it's true. And it's becoming truer every year because science and everything else that's there to support women, technology, security systems, whatever you want to say, personal protection, family protection, are getting easier and easier to secure as a woman in a world that could be perceived as filled with threat. So if you didn't know it in 1980 that you were the gender that was now less uh, involved or significant in the momentum that is the human race moving forward, you certainly knew it by 2000. And in those 20 years, women literally lacked men in effort. So not only did you now realize that you were the gender that was less significant in the overall success of the human race, but you also realized that you were on an accelerating downward slide to that exit door that's wide open and nobody seems to give a shit. Pause. Unpause. And for those born into the 90s or the aughts, well, let's say the 90s, the aughts aren't quite mature enough, but you, you now see that you are the momentum group that was the true first gender separation of you being the lesser sex as men. And that, uh, what, that uh, fragility of framework that ensues as that realization starts to permeate the young men of today, <laughs> well, I mean, just see what it's done. And I'm going to sum all this up in the next four minutes and let it all sit. Because too much of what I've been trying to communicate, I feel as if it's elusive enough that I'm not capturing the true meaning of what I want to 
convey. <clears throat> so this pendulum swinging energetic distribution is true for all of our ebbs and flows. So as it crosses through gender and social hierarchy and, uh, and corporate power structures, of course, there will be a, a response at some point that all of this will be true of women and untrue of men. I get that. But here, for the first time ever, is, to me, the biggest dupe that either gender has had to suffer. And the gender suffering it is realizing it right now, or coming into the realization that this is the stark reality, and they're fucked. And it's not men. Pause. Um, pause. Well, I can't say that some evil cadre of male humanity isn't behind all this. Maybe they are. Whoever's behind it is clearly of the most evil intention that our broken souls can muster. But if, if I speak the words, women are capable of having babies into their 40s, maybe even their 50s, I don't get much pushback because we all know stories of many women having children in their 40s successfully and families thriving in conditions therein. If I tell you that women in their mid-30s are having babies all over the nation, you'd say, I would hope so, because they're supposed to. Without women having babies, this whole humanity thing doesn't go very well. And there wouldn't even be a second thought of, wait, you said 35? Huh. Okay, but if I told you that women at 30 are literally facing a 50-50 chance that they will ever have children, that's what the data shows. By age 30, your chances of having children have reduced by 50%. And no matter how much you think you are the coin that will flip heads in a circumstance in which if it flips tails, you end up childless, well, that's where you've been duped. Pause. Unpause. And duped is fair here because this is information that I don't know that many women have. I don't know that even their doctors have because it's the dominant messaging in this country that the empowerment of women is 100% a gender equality-driven empowerment. All women's boats lifted. This isn't about immigrant women. This isn't about white women. This isn't about elderly women. This is about women. It was an oppressive force against the gender that patriarchy created. And so as women's success stories have run rampant in the last decade and into the 21st century, the data about families has fallen by the wayside. The whole family structure is being reinvented in real time. There's really not even any interest in the traditional nuclear family dynamic as it were, 
So whatever you've got that you're going to tell us about these family uh, statistics that are crumbling, well, we're not surprised. They're supposed to be crumbling. Society's evolving for the better. That old data just looks like the kind of stuff, the residue of the patriarchy that kept women barefoot and pregnant and putting a pork roast on the table. So fuck your data. Okay, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, that was my attitude. Why would we look back when we can look forward? And looking forward means redefining the entire purpose of womanhood to a place in our society where they almost look more like men than women. And so much so that when they get to 30 and are being told that, well, yeah, women have babies in their 30s, but not all women, and unfortunately, you're one of the not all women. You're not going to have babies. Well, that... Talk about your what-the-fuck moment. I'm sorry, you said I'm not going to what? I can't get pregnant? I'm a 31-year-old corporate attorney living in Tokyo in a penthouse apartment with three cabana boys, and you're telling me that I can no longer get pregnant? My family options are zero? Well... That moment is all too familiar to um, an unexpected crowd of duped women who were told, you can have it all, but we only mean to define all as the shit that we traditionally gave to men, because we're going to redefine womanhood based on giving you every opportunity to be the best man that ever existed. However, your ovaries, we weren't even thinking about. So if they shrivel up as a result, well, let's just call that a whoops-a-daisy. Pause. Unpause. Okay. I'm going to leave this all right here, and then I'm going to let you decide to hit the stop button and ignore the next 29 minutes of this, because I don't even know if it'll make sense laying it out before and after as after and before. So this could just end up being the worst recording I've ever published. But it'll be a little unfortunate since I'm making realizations right now that I think this recording was ultimately, this project's intention was to drill down into these spaces effectively. So this epiphany I'm experiencing, poorly communicated though it is, matters. and. It matters that I tell every woman I meet, if you want kids, now's the time. There is never a too early moment because right now, the threat of childless women who got there but didn't want to get there is maybe society's biggest existential threat that no one's talking about. If we keep telling women that, go ahead, start that career, get into an established point in the professional world before you decide to take two years off as a sabbatical to go make a family. That plan is built to fail. And for that, well, women have every right to feel they are 
they were duped. So, to that I say, well, none of the advantages that have been built into the system to favor women at this point justify this one single enormous disadvantage. Because I know a lot of women who decided somewhere along the line that if they couldn't fulfill their family obligations, their journey as a woman would be less than they had hoped for. To have that rug pulled right out from underneath you? <sighs> well, <sighs> maybe it is better being a dude. I don't know. That's uh, a pretty fair argument anymore. And and I'm no more pause. Here goes the rest of it. Thanks for listening. I love you all. And women, I do not know what to say except go have babies. Salam, universe. This uh, Friday afternoon at, uh, what do we got here? 326 in the p.m. on the 9th of the February, the month that, frankly, can, well, February is going to be a, a month of uh, turnaround momentum. Hell, it's already been that in two days. But the, the cycle of downswell that I think I've somehow baked into my life that essentially allows me to lollygag from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, I think, uh, hmm, I think that will be a major focus next year. I've sort of breaking down the year into quarters of um, of 12 weeks of execution followed by a 13th week of um, of assessing the overall impact and result of these minor projects I'll give you an example because the first one is going to be finding a connection of either social or volunteer or communal or hell even religious church isn't out of the question here but a connection to my local environment i need to start feeling an attachment in my neighborhood to something other than a job and so that 12-week project well it actually started two days ago but only because i stopped somewhere to grab some information it's not like I'm totally on this or anything, but give me 12 weeks and I should have some relationship building at a minimum or true connection developing in my local area, if not more than one. I'm not opposed to multiple, but at least one. So uh, I guess that's as good a place to start as any. Uh, and we can, oh God, we got a lot to get to. In fact, I still have to work out too. So this may be one of those obnoxious, uh, getting two things done at once things. Uh, I know, I hate, I, I don't do it very often, but it is Friday afternoon, I'm on a time crunch, and I really do have things that I wanted to follow up from the recording yesterday. Because 
not even close did we come to covering the list. And I've even, unfortunately, written more shit down. What am I doing? I'm just making a mess. Oh, well, at least I can read it. That New Year's resolution, so far, I'm I'm sticking to. I've had two instances so far where I could not read what I wrote. One, I figured out. The other one, I still, I just eventually blacked it over in ink. But everything else I've written, I've been able to read. That's shocking improvement. If you, yeah, if you've listened to any of this shit, you know how I struggle to read my own handwriting. Well, not in the year after the year after love is left on the cutting room floor. At least not so far. 40 days in. 40 or 41? Where are we? 40. Pause. Unpause. Um, I do not often get into uh, the depth of my own psychological makeup and development therein. It is a subject matter that I just uh, don't think is all that interesting because it's strictly my take on myself and all of the rolled up bias that loaf of bread bakes inside with such ease that I figure really the most interesting outcome of tales dissecting me from within are your take on how that goes compared to when I'm not doing that. How much of uh, a filter and defense mechanism do I enact in order to attempt to needle into the very motivation of my soul? Well, uh, I don't know. On some issues, fuck yeah, I don't want to talk about it at all. But I will, and in mm, the uh, tradition of being as exposed to the universe as I can be, if I had the ability to unlock access to my inner thoughts, I wouldn't for a second think twice about it, because I do think language has, in some ways, um, a corrupting influence on our connection, because it becomes the uh, the lazy boy chair we fall into uh, when giving consideration to the interactions we have with others. And if you were to spend an entire week using everything but your mouth to communicate, you'd be amazed on how much you would pick up in communicative expression that language can't capture. And you do pick this up. I'm not saying you're without recognizing these phenomena because words have been spoken. But as words are spoken, they dominate the entire exchange of information gathering, particularly to a distracted, I'll say this, to a more distracted than ever uh, audience. And we're all taking shortcuts with our heads all the time. Our heads are taking shortcuts we don't even know about because shortcuts and uh, and fill in the gaps are a large part of keeping human consciousness 
streamlined. All of that said, even in the most, uh, even in the times when you are the least uh, able to get out of your mouth the words you want to speak, I wish I could say that this was intentional, this lead up to this little pratfall, but no, 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 no. No, I can stumble over language with the best of them. I can even uh, kick right through uh, the whole English structure with absolute unknowing <laughs> recklessness. And that's just what I catch in real time that I didn't catch in recording time. What a professor of grammar in the English language would be able to dissect from my misuse of the proper form at all times, well, not at all times, but often, I don't even want to see it. And to me, <clears throat> the only purpose language really serves is to give you a chance, in short form, to know what I'm thinking. To execute immediate commands for action now, and the rest of it, I guess it's good for books. But if all of that were to disappear, well, would that be enough to connect our mental... ESP again? I, I mean, I wonder. Is language strictly an invention that is forced upon us to minimize how much of our brain we unlock otherwise? Well, while this is some, you know, episode for a spinoff of Star Trek, it's not without purpose that I've, I've tried to, um, to speak to the folly of conversation. And there is irony here considering the entire folly of conversation is the point of what I'm doing. And without expressive language, we have nothing. There is literally no communication between us other than language. And it's with this limitation that I think part of February felt forced for me. Why some of those recordings I alluded to yesterday will never see the publication of worldwide webbedness. They are a point of, uh, of pretzel logic that I had twisted myself into by once again, failing to realize when I'm mostly just wanting a pity party to be thrown for me by anybody. I mean, even the guys behind 7-Eleven, if, if they would just get a couple of lighters and a, and a swisher sweet and I'll bring the Slurpees for all and we'll just pretend that we ascended as galactic beings of goodness for five minutes of delusion. But it's 
Oh, very hard to remember what I was talking about now that I went down that road to 7-Eleven. What was I thinking? Well, language as my only avenue to bring forth connection with you, it has given me pause lately that because the only interaction that can be truly fulfilling at the humanity capacity level is face-to-face. -face. Well, that's part of the reason that I need to get out and find a connection in my local neighborhood. There's just a, a, there's a vacancy inside of digital communication. It's soulless. And it's cold in that it misses the comfort that it is to just be able to look into somebody else's eyes and understand the commonality of life. You're never engaged at that level on the digital screen. And this doesn't apply to people you've already seen in person and love and communicate with like a telephone from 2001, a space odyssey, Stanley Kubrick. Moon movie that I have only seen a couple times. It's slow, but you know, I mean, it it has its place, kind of like what? Um, hmm. Uh, I got nothing there. I got nothing, and I had a couple of bad jokes. I'm so glad I didn't say them. Oh God, I'm glad I didn't say one of them. Pause. Um, pause. Okay. So, no more philosophy of language. I think the connection here has enough coherence to give us a meaningful exchange if such an exchange were available to be connected, which I am not soliciting at all. I am strictly speaking to feedback and uh, and growth of uh, of outreach. This recording is now uh, uh, is now hmm, uh, resonating. I guess I don't know. I need to think of what that word is. Um, and. <clears throat> Because my point of life has always been to understand as much as possible this experience that I'm having, as well as your experience as you're having it. The moment of realization that I would just as easily do this in mental connection superhighway ESP where all of my thoughts and emotions and experiences are available as a catalog for you to uh, to completely skip or go as deep as you want. I live in a way that there is nothing about me that I wouldn't expose to a party of, at best, uh, no interest. I wouldn't 
want to expose my entire mental um, repertoire to somebody with nefarious intent. Yes, CIA, I am talking to you. Duh. And yes, I guess I'm talking to MI6 lately after seeing all the hullabaloo you've been up to in the 20th and 21st century. And Mossad, I don't even mention you anymore. We just... Right, we're there. Uh And uh, let's see. So that means who could be tuning in? Uh, There could be some Canadian interest. French. Um, I hate to say it, but Singapore. Obviously Australia and New Zealand. Obviously the entire continent of Africa. Mostly meaning South Africa. And believe it or not, Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. Colombia. Woo. Yeah. Oh, and I ran. I ran so far away. It was the Islamic Republic of Iran Day. Hello, Iran. Salam. You are an amazing feat of earth population persistence and presentation and hmm. You are accountable for almost all the foundational stones laid to build the civilization that 21st century life on 8675309 Earth is. So, I wonder why we're always talking such terrible trash about you. I mean, if there's one country that the leadership of America does not like, to speak well of. Well, I mean, it's almost every other country, but it's especially Iran. Iran's so far away. I couldn't get away until I got to Iraq. And then I thought, what's with the one letter variation? I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm just wondering where country Irab is. That one would be awesome. But I'll leave my fantasies of geography fulfillment to myself. And as a parting gift to Iran, the biggest eyesore I feel as an American is our lack of cultural appreciation for the gifts peoples like the Persians through millennia of history have provided selflessly for humanity's gains. You are as admirable a populace as there is currently living on Earth. And not many Americans can appreciate the truth of what I'm saying. But some can. And let me tell you, that is improvement. But boy, if ever I look forward to the chance to visit a people on this planet, well, you'd be my choice. You're number one. You're the one I respect the most. So, salam, Iran. Not all Americans are mistaken about 
what a wonderful people you are. Some of us are in on the secret. And we're trying to share it. So this is my attempt. Salam. Okay. This 19 minutes that introduced what I really wanted to talk about, I feel bad about. Except for the part of complimentary behavior toward Iran. That I could have been even more effusive with. But for now, I feel pretty good about how effusive that went down. And <clears throat> I think this is the perfect time to admit how moronic I can be. In fact, especially with language. I know, I know, this is something different than what I was already getting so uh, off track with. It was at the 39th year of my life that I came to understand in the English language there are two spellings for complementary. I didn't know that at 38. I didn't know that on my 39th birthday. I did know that on my 40th birthday. So in those 365 days, assuming that wasn't a leap year, which, uh, can I figure that out in real time? Um, no, it wasn't. In those 365 days, in a rather... Um, uh, are you kidding me that you didn't know that? Fashion. I was uh, introduced to a word, complimentary, C-O-M-P-L-E-M, -E and that was the first time I came to know that somebody being uh, so kind and generous with their commentary about my last recording is so complimentary that I should put an I in that word. Whereas if I'm going over here to play highlight on this team who needs a fifth player, well, I'll be as complimentary to the team as I can, but man, first time playing highlight, so don't expect much. Well, the error-prone ways of my life are never ceasing to amaze me in what I don't know, don't understand, have misconstrued or completely thought 180 degrees the wrong direction for reasons that, if I get right down to it, I probably can't even name. Influenced to think thoughts, I am. Drilled into my head are thoughts I have that I don't even know are active, I am sure of. And having been duped in fundamental ways, well, it leaves you intellectually battered at a minimum. And frankly, scared to move forward on almost anything if it gets too extreme. Because one thing I've been fortunate to have a confident tone throughout my life supporting my ability to analyze and solve situations 
as they are manifesting in front of me. It's now at 54 that I feel like the only thing I can trust anymore are the things I can interact with and cling to in real time. Otherwise, I don't know anything. I've never been to Ukraine. I can't tell you a single thing about Ukraine. Except I can tell you 45 things about Ukraine because they've been told to me and pasted into my head. It's all just assimilated knowledge. Because none of it have I gained through valuable contact of any kind. I have allowed my attention to be diverted enough by imagery and and what simulated presentation that it feels like I've got true information about Ukraine and I have zero I can say that I have maybe 1% information about Israel. And that's all secondhand from friends who had been on, I don't remember if it was Shabbat or Kibbutz or the sort of trek to Israel religious uh, journey that I am woefully unprepared to speak further on than that. And in terms of my knowledge of any country other than my own, and even my knowledge of my own. Unless the experience was mine to process and incorporate into my database of this is how the world works, I have to question everything. You fooled me about almost everything. I was your biggest... I, I must have... It was, it was like, I wonder if you just started thinking, well, what else can we tell him that he'll just eat up and spit back at us like, oh my God, I'm so smart because you guys told me this and now I think that and so now I'm spitting it back at you and so... Uh, Look how smart I am. I I really do believe that <clears throat> I started critically analyzing the world with the skills that my brain actually has about 10 or 12 years ago. Everything before that, I was just a recording device, a sponge of take in and spit out and all my attempts at some level of cross-analysis, trying to write the disconnects that kept fracturing my sense of what I'm trying to use as my universal theory of everything. It all just seems to keep falling by the wayside in some sort of, well... Now, I should have seen that moment. 
right? I even question, <laughs> I question everything. And I am very comfortable with the result that this is me and 7 billion NPCs. It really is the simplest and most elegant final solution. When you see a world that's this tattered, this off course, this unsure of what it's supposed to be doing to make things get better, the ones who are believing leadership will somehow find their way. Are they more delusional than the ones who scream at us that the earth is flat? The big psyop ball is here to ruin your life. And yeah, everybody's in on it. Or are the crazy ones the ones standing at the podium telling us that conversations with foreign countries are going swimmingly only to have foreign countries retort immediately, sit the fuck down and shut up because we're tired of your goddamn lies and nonsense. It is time for the adults to come into the room and keep the Americans from destroying the world. I don't know. I mean, they all three sound a little crazy. I kind of like that last one, though. I mean, if somebody's not watching our ass right now, fuck, man, you don't know what we could get up to. Shit. We're Americans, man. Don't underestimate our ability to fuck shit up. Pause. Unpause. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, if, if, you, if you understand that you have been uh, conned, that you literally are a mark upon which the entire grift worked. That when they roll out the, look at, we got them to think that we fucking landed on the moon multiple times with a goddamn golf cart and golf clubs. <laughs> oh, I know. Fuck. It's like science doesn't even exist on this planet. <laughs> 